Okay, people, welcome to this week's Echo Chamber. A little Christmas tree for you people, as we do, you know what I mean? But as we do, people, let's start off with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 17th to the 19th of December. So, at number 10 is the Nutcracker. Right, so this is the Bullshoy um, Family performance on the big screen. At number nine, it is that Christmas classic from John Favreau. It is Elf, starring Will Farrell, James Caan, Bob Nesbitt, Ed Asner, Zoe Deschanel. Yes, no. At number eight, it's a boy called Christmas from Kennedy, starring um, Peggy Smith, Isabel Sullivan, Joel Wright, Eden Lawrence, most of others, right? Uh, so at number seven, it's Push the Rocket from Superman. So, yeah, I think people can, you know, establish that this is an Indian film. Um, I don't know if it's Bollywood, right? Or if it's just a, a, a straight up film film. You know, I mean, when I say a film film, I just mean with no singing and dancing. But, uh, yeah, if you enjoy that small thing, so, people, at number six, it is those ghost thrillers, it's Ghostbusters Afterlife, Jason Reitman, sorry, McKenna Grace, Harry Sigourney Weaver, Bill Murray, Dan Hudson, Yen. Which means we go into the top five. At number five is the new release. Joint this house of good show. Self Hyatt, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, Al Pacino, Lady Gaga, James, uh, I, Jerry Ryan, James Ryan. You know what I mean? So at number four. It is a new Disney cartoon, right? It's Encanto, which I do believe is giving Disney Plus tomorrow. So I might look at that and bring that to you next week, people. Uh, but Jared Bush, uh, Byron Howard, and Chrissy Castro-Smith brought this one to life. And we've got a voice cast of Stephanie Dietrich. Maria Cicero Montero, John Lazagamano, Diane Guerrero, um, Jessica Garrow. Right, so at number three, the new series for joint West Side Story. Right, in effect, it's another Disney film, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, as I said, this is Spielberg with Ansel Ingard. Rachel Zeigler, Arena Naboos, David Alvarez, and a host of others. So, our number two film is the cartoon adaptation Clifford the Big Red Dog from Walter Baker, Frank Jack Whitehall, Darby Camp. Isaac Wang, John Cleese, Serena Gilroy, Tom McHale. So, I mean, it's no surprise, right? I just think you had to guess our number one film of the week is the new Marvel Joy, right? It's a Marvel Right, but it does connect to the MCU, directed by John Fox. He's bringing that trilogy home in his Spider Man No Way Home. Right, so we've got Xeander, 
we got Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch, Tommy Holland, comes back as Peter Parker, Marissa Tomei, John Favreau, Jakey Simmons, and then, oh, oh, oh people, some multiverse magic, right? So, uh, yes, that is some top 10, but we're going to so let's get into this week's people. Let's get it popping. Okay, people. So let's get things popping off with a queen pin. Okay, people. As films are a bit light this week, I decided to go back and check out Queen Pins. It recently hit Amazon Prime, and I'd been thinking about checking it out, so it seemed, yeah, kind of seemed like the time, you know? All right, so it is um, written and directed by Aaron Gudet and Gita Polapili. Right, so it's produced by Linda McDroff and Nikki Weinstock. Okay, executive produced by um, Ben Stiller. We have got cinematography from Andrew Wordill. Uh, it's edited by Kayla Emter. Music is from... Sidhafara Kuzla. Her. <laughs> I think I butchered those names, people. Woo. And um, it is starring Kirsten Bell as Connie Kaminsky. We have got Joe McHale as her husband, Rick Kaminsky. Her best friend is Jojo Johnson, played by Kirby Howe Baptiste. Um, we also have Jojo's auntie is played by Greta Oglesby. Um, she plays Mama Josie. Um, we then have got Paul Walter Hauser as Ken Miller, a um, internal investigator for a superstore. And uh, Vince Vaughn plays Simon Kilmurray, a postal inspector. There is a B.B. Rexer, who plays Tempe Tina. Um, Earl, who is played by Deo Ekenyi, who is a postal officer. Um, Nick Cavassetti plays Captain Payne. Uh, Michael Massini plays Agent Harris. Eduardo Franco plays Greg, a uh, supermarket teller. Um, Paul Rust plays Albert Anderson. Mark Evan Jackson plays Dr. Gerard. Um, Lydia Porto plays Mrs. Flores. Uh, we've got Jack McBrayer plays Agent Park. Annie Mumolo plays Crystal. And Stephen Root plays Agent Flanagan. Okay, so the gist of the story is this. She do. Dejected and frustrated suburban housewife Connie Kaminsky has followed the conventional life path set out for her by society ever since she was young. Her sacrifices have never been appreciated and she has been overlooked by her husband, Rick, her loved ones, and the rest of society. Alienated by uninspiring 
an uninspiring existence, Connie joins joins forces with her best friend Cho Cho Johnson, and the duo comes up with an illegal coupon club scheme. Connie and Jojo end up scamming large corporations out of millions of dollars. Their ingenious scheme eventually gets too big to remain a secret, attracting the attention of law enforcement authorities who begin to track them down to bring their illegal empire to bear. Leading the investigation are determined U.S. Postal Inspector Simon Kilmurray and hapless loss prevention officer Ken Miller, who both have their own reasons for bringing the scammers to justice. So, uh, yeah, there you have it. I mean, I wouldn't call it an ingenious business. <laughs> it's definitely not that. And it's not really even a coupon club, right? Because it's not like it has members. They just ad- they just advertise the thing, and people then bought the coupons. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know how you um, call that a club. That's a bit odd. So the film is actually based on true events, right? This actually happened you know uh, a woman did scam uh i think it's like 40 40 billion dollars you know from these large corporations which kind of isn't that much you know what i mean when you figure in um like the money these corporations have. Now, it's straight illegal. <laughs> it's definitely straight illegal, people. But yeah, it, it, it's when you factor everything in, it's just like, eh, okay. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man. Like, okay, so we start off, right, like a lot of films, kind of at the end, and then we, you know, it's like, oh, huh, oh, yeah, this is crazy, I should probably start off somewhere else, right, let's take you back to the beginning, and that's what happens, and we're introduced to Connie, and her tough life, <laughs> which isn't really a tough life, I, I mean, The film isn't shot that bad. The film, like, it's shot well. You know? It's just the the story itself that is a bit, hmm. Like, I don't know. You, you don't, I, for me, I'm not enamored to any of the characters. You know? And, listen... I think one of the biggest comparisons to this, you could probably say, is Wall of Wall Street, right? I think most people saw Wall of Wall Street. Wall? Wolf. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, there you go. And that, we, we followed a bunch of assholes. None of those people were good people. But, you were kind of gripped because of just the shenanigans, the gall of these motherfuckers. They're just the the things that the, you know, the alcohol, the hookers, just the craziness, right? They were degenerates, and they were just pulling this shit off. And you're like, what the fuck? But the big thing about that was no one was played like a good guy, right? You knew these were fucking assholes. Yeah, you knew they were straight up doing illegal bullshit. They knew it. 
they're not trying to fool anyone or themselves. It's just, fuck it. You know, we found loopholes or, you know, let's just exploit this motherfucker because no one is going to catch us. You know what I mean? And that was, that was the thing with that. Now, with queen pins, we are, you know what I mean? They try to sell these two characters, Connie and Jojo, as being, you know, against the ropes. Like, what, what else could these poor ladies do? You know, the struggle. And you look at it and it's just like, um, there's plenty of things. You know, I mean, Connie could have got a job. You know, I mean, Jojo could have used Connie in her job, right? She, because she's trying to sell this makeup. And as we see, you know, from the film, right, there, there, there were people that would have bought it, but because of, you know, a situation that happened with her, you know, she got scammed by Tempe Tina. So her credit was fucked. But it's just like, there's ways around that. I mean, use your best friend you know, to, to set up the credit card. Like, and that's the problem. Like, you look at it and you're like, there was shit these people could do. You know what I mean? So I don't buy that this is a, oh, the only thing we can do, right? This is as good as it can get. Because it wasn't. It, it wasn't that. Right, like her her husband Rick, he he's an IRS inspector, you know what I mean? And that was the big thing. Like they, they had a good job, right? And also they spent monies on IVF. So it's just like, ugh. And listen, I understand people want kids, blah 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 blah. But you can't have kids. Oh, oh well. Adopt, motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like if you are looking at some of the worst shit that could happen, that doesn't even make the top motherfucking 10. So if you're trying to give this as a reason why, oh, someone has to resort to crime. Oh, no. Be like, Fuck you. <laughs> you know, like the reasonings just weren't there. And so when you're trying to then go, oh, this, you know what I mean? Oh, what else could it's just you're not with it, right? You're not riding for these motherfuckers. I mean, that's one of the big things, right? That now we get an a, a bit of an explanation for some of the disconnect between Connie and Rick. Which, you know, it's a thing, postnatal depression and, you know, people finding coping mechanisms to get past a situation. That's a thing, for real. But we don't have them exploring therapy or just anything else. So, again, you wonder about that and they're just... There's no real chemistry between Mikhail or, um, you know, Belle. So, it, like, all of that just feels a bit like, ugh. And they never, and the big thing as well, it's not like it said, oh, they're in financial difficulties. That's not even a thing either. So why the fuck do they do this shit? You know what I mean? And, and and so that's a big thing, right? We then just see them act so ridiculous. Like, it's set in the modern times, right? It's set now. So it, it's not like um, this is in the 80s or anything like that. So there's the internet, you know? There is the old... Um, Gosh, is it Simon Belfour? 
right the dude from Wall of Wall Street Wall of Wolf of Wall Street is it Simon Belfort yeah I feel it's something Belfort right so that was huge news these motherfuckers would have heard of him right they would have heard of all the, you know, just the financial crisis, Occupy Wall Street, just all of these different things that have happened. So, right, and it's just a big plot in most films and TV shows. So it's just the way they went, just went about things. I mean, like, oh, dirty money, how do we wash it? Oh, what do we do? Oh, let's just buy, you know, they were told... You mean how to not draw attention to themselves and then they just do shit to draw attention to themselves. Right? I, I think people know the, the the depreciation on a car as soon as it leaves the lot is insane. So yeah, there's just these things that they do, and you're just like, what the fuck, son? This makes no sense. These people are R-worded. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just like, what? And then you've got Ken Miller and Simon Kilmurray. And they just play this angle up. This is like your, you know, your buddy cop situation, as it were. They're not cops, but you feel me, right? But it's what they do in those films, right? They put two unlikely people together, two opposites together. And so it's just it's meant to be played for jokes. But it's just like there's an incident about taking a shit in a car. And it's just like, what, what is it? Like, no one's going to do this shit. Right, it, it just it doesn't work, right? It it doesn't work as a thing, or it's not even funny. Right, you 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 mean they were like, oh, let's put a real big fat guy as the guy of the lost preventions, yeah. Let's make him a virgin, yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, you know, how can we make this put? And it's just like, oh, you're going overboard, man. You're going crazy. You know what I mean? And, and it's just these incidents and these things, these story plots. I wonder what parts of it happened in real life and what didn't. You know, because you think squat team, kind of overkill, right? Kind of overkill. I just don't buy it, right? A lot of the others, it, it's hard to buy you know what I mean? It, it really is. Like YouTube channels just basically letting cats out bags and all of that. You you just, you're kind of scratching your head. You are really kind of scratching your head at just all of this. It's, it's, it's definitely not the worst thing I've seen. But yeah, it, it just... It, it just kind of feels a little, you know, meh, right? That they're, they're just trying too hard for jokes. You know what I mean? That, that, that's really what this kind of seems like. It is they're really forcing certain issues and being making certain things like over the top and glaringly obvious, right? So there's no, there's no real opportunity for the viewer, I feel, to, to you know, ride with these people to kind of get on board and be like, oh man, I kind of feel bad for them or, oh shit, they, they had to do this and what else could they do and just, like, no, you, you're just kind of watching it and you're like, mm, I don't know, right? <laughs> I know. Now, huh, yeah, this is, is, is it's a little tough, right? I kind of feel 
I mean, there's definitely characters that are underplayed, like, you know, BB Rakex's Timpy Tina. It, it, like, you wonder why the fuck, firstly, would, you know, they bring her into it. That seems odd. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, yeah, you're just a little bit, like, um, fine. But, yeah, she doesn't necessarily have that much to do, right? She, she, she's not kind of um, given an opportunity to shine in any way, you know? But, hey-ho, right? What, what else, you know? I guess this is just, you know, she's a singer, so it's just a little fun, fun to to have on the side, right? I imagine. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I, I think if you, like, maybe if you enjoyed stuff like Hustlers, um... I mean, if you, yeah, you like stuff like, I don't know, Couples Retreat, right? Um, you know, the whole Bad Mums, Schnick, Schnick, Stick, Stick, Schnick, Schnick, hmm. Uh, yeah, if you like that kind of stuff, then uh, possibly, right? I, I think this works for you. You know, I, 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 I think that would be it. Because, yeah, it, it doesn't, as I said, it, it doesn't do the whole Wolf of Wall Street thing. So it's a bit flimsier. But if you like some of those kind of crazy comedies, you know, then, yeah, I, I think people, Queen Pins, could be a film for you. It's on Amazon Prime. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You can go dip in. See if you like. Right? So, there you go, people. Queen pins. Okay, people. So, let's have to bring it on. With the new Netflix joint. Okay, people. So... It has finally arrived. I'm talking about the big budget Netflix flick. Netflix flick. Boom. Don't look up. Right? So, um, yeah. It is directed by Adam McKay, who also uh, wrote the screenplay from a story he devised with David Ciorta. So um, McKay also produces with Kevin Mezik. Um, we have Linus Sandgren on cinematography. Hank Corwin edited the film. Nicholas Brittle handled the music. And this has a fat-assed past, people. Jeez. It is kind of crazy. So we've got Leonardo DiCaprio as Dr. Randall Mindy. Uh, we have got Melanie Mel Melanie Linsky as his wife, June Mindy. Uh, we've got Robert. Radokachi as Evan Mindy, one of their sons. And Connor Sweeney plays her other son, Marshall Mindy. Uh, we also have Jennifer Lawrence as Kate Debesky. Right, she works with um, Randall. Uh, then there is, let's go with... Um, ooh, uh, all right, yeah, we'll say Tyler Perry is Jack Bremer, 
and Kate Blanchett is a Brie Evan T, and they host a morning TV show. Uh, then there's Meryl Streep as President Janie Orlean. Uh, her son is played by Jonah Hill, right? Jason Orlean. Um, and he's the chief of staff. Hmm. <laughs> little nepotism up in there. Uh, we've got um, oh, Hamish, Himish Patel plays Philip, and he's dating old uh, Kate Dabisky. Uh, we've got Rob Morgan as Dr. Teddy Oglethrope. He's um, a top scientist who works with, um, yeah, Randall and Kate, right? We've got to do doom. Ron Perlman is a Benedict Drashk. He's an army commander. Uh, da -da -dum. Michael Chickalis, he plays Dan Porchetti. Uh, Thomas Sisley plays Adol Grillo. Uh, Paul Gifarolo plays General Thames. Uh, Robert Joy plays Congressman Tennant. Uh, we've got uh, Ross Patridge plays Keith Orleans. Oh, Keith Olens, even. Um, There's um, Chris Evans plays Devon Peters. Uh, -dum -dum -dum. Timothy Chalamont plays Yule. Uh, Mark Rylance plays Peter Isherwell. Yeah, I think that's the um, that's the main cast there, people. And the gist of the story is this: Kate Debisky. An astronomy grad student and a professor, Dr. Randall Mindy, make an astounding discovery of a comet orbiting within the solar system. The problem is on a direct collision course with Earth. The other problem, no one really seems to care. Turns out warming mankind, warning mankind about a planet killer the size of Mount Everest is an inconvenient fact to navigate. With the help of Dr. Oglethorpe, Kate and Randall embark on a media tour that takes them from the office of an indifferent president Orleans and her sociopathic son and chief of staff, Jason, to the airways of the Daily Rip, an upbeat morning show hosted by Bree and Jack. With only six months until the comet makes impact, managing the 24-hour news cycle and gaining the attention of the social media-obsessed public before it's too late proves shockingly comical. What will it take to get the world to just look up? Dum, dum, dum. That is the question, people. So, um... Yeah, the, the, the big thing is, right, so this was meant to be a Paramount film, right, because Adam McKay's hyper-object hyper industries, they've got a first look deal with Paramount for the films that come out of that production house. But because of the pandemic and everything like that, right, and, you know, something Paramount has been doing, they sold it to Netflix. Sold it to Netflix early last year. And also, when you think of the cast, <laughs> right, so this probably was not a cheap film. Not a cheap film. So, yeah, they um, wanted to shift that cost. So I went to Netflix. And, hey, it's, it's a, so it's a funny thing. Because 
when you look at what people are saying about the film, there's a lot of people being a little sniffy about it. But I ain't going to lie. I enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this film. Now, I will say, I will definitely say, it is a little long, right? It's just over two hours. It's two hours and 18 minutes, to be precise. So it is a little long. But it's very interesting, right? So we, we kind of start off and we have um, this, this, <laughs> we got Kate humming her way to Wu-Tang, which is like, okay, all right, you got my attention. <laughs> she did avoid some of those big words, you know what I mean? So they kept it, they kept it PC, you know what I mean? They kept it correct. Uh, but we didn't have a make this discovery, right? We have a make this discovery. And so, you know, she's excited. She tells her peoples, right, her boyfriend, um, then takes it to a professor. And so everyone gathers and they're breaking it down. But then the realization hits. You know what I mean? That realization that, oh, <laughs> this might, but they're the only two that figure it out. So straight away, you know what I mean? We see them try and escalate, right? Like we see them try and escalate this news. So they, you know, what I mean? they 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 take it to, um, yeah, a, a top scientist at NASA, right? So that would be Teddy Oglethorpe, Rob Morgan's character. And um, then they go to the president, but the president's got some issues, right? And I, I will. This is the thing about this film, you know. You, I, I feel if this film had come out like ten five years ago, yeah, I, I even say that you know ten definitely. People would look at this and be like, oh, come on. This is, this is too preposterous. Preposterous? Preposterous. No, it's not. It's too ridiculous. Right? It's too ridiculous. Like, yeah, no. It wouldn't go like that. Come on. Right? That shit ain't gonna happen. You you would only see that on a motherfucking daytime soap, right? This is some sunset beach kind of shit. But what we have seen, what we have seen in the news and just the way decisions get made and everything like that. Yeah, you believe in this, right? You You think... This is exactly how this will go, right? And not trying to get too crazy, but, you know, when you think about how, like, the pandemic's been handled and everything like that, while one person was in power who people didn't like, and it's like, oh, we can't do that, then when that changes, oh, we're going to do all those same things. But, now you can't question them. And it's crazy, right? It's crazy. However, listen, it doesn't matter, right, who you vote for and all of that. But there's facts and facts, right? This shit happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you look at, um, oh, gosh, I believe it was the, the terrorist situation in Munich. Remember? It was, it was back in the... Um, Gosh, was that the 60s, 70s? This is when Reagan was in power. Hmm. That's probably... No, that wasn't the 60s. Reagan wasn't in power in the 60s. Reagan, Reagan was the 80s, right? Yeah, I feel some... And maybe... All right, maybe it was then. I don't know. I lose track, people. I lose track. But, so, when they... 
because it was just before Reagan took over, right? So they were gonna they were trying to negotiate the hostages release. Now here's the thing. They could have got the hostages released earlier, but Reagan wasn't in power then. So they waited until he was in power. So it was a big thing for, you know, first, one of the first things he does, ah, he freed the hostages, yay! You know what I mean? It, it, it was like, and so we can look at this, right? We can look at history and see how decisions get held up and manipulated to fit a narrative, to fit in with a news cycle, to work for whoever the fuck is in power. So we're watching this film and we're seeing all of this stuff go down, right? And you're like, yeah, no, that definitely could happen. Like, we've seen similar shit. We've seen similar shit. So, yeah, you're watching this film and just the beats of it, man, it, 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 it rings so true. And you're just like, oh, shit, okay? And it's, it's amusing as fuck, right? Just watching all of this go down and, you know, also we're seeing our power can corrupt people we have you know we have characters and think oh, they're, they're a decent person right and then we see how power corrupts them a little bit right and you're just like oh son i thought you were better than that i thought you were better which is great which is great because here's the other big thing about this film right i'm watching it and i'm like Kate, who the fuck is Kate? Now, I feel I recognize her, but I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who the fuck, who is this chick? And it took a long time for me to then be like, ding, 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 motherfucker. It's Jennifer Lawrence, right? It's Jennifer Lawrence. And there's a lot of the characters, like Timothy Chalamet. Again, I'm watching going, it, it rings a bell. Hey, that, that, that rings a bell. Who is it? It's not Dave Franco. No, it's not Dave Franco. Right? And it's not, um, you know, the other one who's got a, a, a sister who acts. You know, he, he was in The Guilty, um, Donnie Darko, that mother, Jake Gyllenhaal. Right? Yes. And I'm like, it's not Jake Gyllenhaal. Who the fuck is this? And again, it took me a little while to go, it's poor motherfucking Atreides, son. That's who it is. Poor motherfucking the trade is, right? And the same with um the cap. Now, obviously, I I I even this blind motherfucker knew that's Leonardo DiCaprio, but here's a great thing. He's not playing it like Leonardo DiCaprio. I, and what I'm trying to say here, people, it's not just I'm an idiot and I can't recognize people. I mean, I can't recognize people. That's a, that's a big thing. But, no, the, these motherfuckers, we saw some great acting because I feel that, you know I mean, there's sometimes people are in films and you're like, ah, they're kind of playing that same character they were in that other film or, you know, that's the kind of shtick that we get from blah, 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 blah. But, no, everyone just, inhabited these characters you really believed these characters like again you know what i mean kate blanchett as uh as brie i'm looking at this this chick and i'm like yo who the fuck that be who is that like with tyler perry they inhabited these characters you know mark rylance you know I, yeah it took a while to be like yo who the fuck this be right and that was great because it is it's always good when someone imbues themselves into a character to create something new and we're not just getting this tired regurgitated you know presence which you know, come on, man. Look, we know 
plenty, <laughs> plenty of actors and actresses that do that thing. You know what I mean? But no, we've got these fresh takes. And so this is what I mean, right? So we're watching the film and you're like, yo, son, I thought you were, how are you doing this thing? Come on. And, and yeah, you, you believed in these things. You believed in it. And, and yeah, I, I just enjoyed that aspect of it, right? Oh, also, yeah, I forgot. Um, Ariana, Ariana, Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande, is that how you say it? Right, she plays um, Riley Binner. Now, she plays a singer, but it, it still works, right? And we've got um, Kid Cuddy, Scott Miscuddy, as um, DJ Cello, you know? And, and that's, it's, again, it's real, right? It, it, it really does kind of mirror real events because you're just like, the, this whole situation with them, you're like, how the fuck is that overshadowing? Like, what's going on here? But yeah, you, you kind of buy it. You do buy this situation. It's insane. You know, the things Philip does, uh, Philip's a cunt. <laughs> but you buy it. Right, you you really buy it, and also the wet, like the whole bash, right? The whole bash thing, it, it really kind of leans into. Uh, I feel it kind of leads into an Amazon situation, right? Um, good damn it, my mind is blank. I can't think of the the motherfucker that runs Amazon, right? But it, I, I feel the the. Yeah, Rylance's character kind of plays on him. Kind of plays on him. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, so I mean, when you have all of these elements and, you know, I, I feel you can see the connections to the real world and real world incidents and, you know, just patterns, right? Patterns, you know, like remember last year with a lot of the rioting and shit like that. And I'm not talking, well, I'm talking about, you know, the protests, but how the protests became fucking insane riots, right? That made not a lot of sense. You'd be like, I were protesting against police brutality. So why motherfuckers breaking into Best Buy and you know I mean supermarkets and shit like and just stealing shit, right? That makes no sense. So we're seeing these parallels in this film and yeah so i think that brings it even more to life for you it, it kind of strikes that chord where you're you're in it i mean you're in it like listen the cinematography is good i mean i i enjoyed the direction and the way it's kind of you know it was edited a lot of different scenes and the way the story was being told to us yeah, that worked. That worked. I enjoyed it, right? As I said, look, the acting killed it. Now, yeah, I, it, it was a little long, right? I, I think it probably could have maybe be edited down a little bit, but it still does, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't long in the, the sense where I was just like, oh, I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. No, I was still watching it. I was still engaged. But I just thought, mm, maybe you could have trimmed it a little bit. You know what I mean? But yeah, this film, it is now on uh, the Netflix. And yeah, I, I, I do think it was a good film. Right? So, listen, if you saw, you know, some dumb, dumb reviewer, Right, like going rah, 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 rah. yo, it's on Netflix, man. You can make up your own mind, right? Because yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot in here that people can enjoy. And as I said, if you then if you watch it through the gaze of um just current events, right? Not even just don't even have to think about the Reagan shit and other shit, but if you just even look through it, 
with those, uh, you know, I mean, tinted glasses. No, it wouldn't. Well, it wouldn't be tinted glasses, would it? No, because we're seeing we're seeing the parallels, motherfuckers. That's what we're doing. Now, if you do that, I think it will talk to you even more, and yeah, you will enjoy it. So, people, don't look down. Look up, right? Look up, motherfuckers. See what they're cooking. All right, don't look up. It's on Netflix. Go enjoy, people. Go enjoy. Okay, people. So, Victoria, to a close on another episode. But before we do, let's take a look at some Right, so the Matrix Resurrection is now out during its cinemas on HBO Max. And so I think the big question poking around the place was, is this the start of new things? Right? Is this the path of more stories? You know what I mean? In the cupboard, right? Will people be taking that red pill more times? And Lana Wachowski, right? She, um, she basically came out and said, Ananda, right? That no, she has no intentions for another trilogy. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. I uh, but, you know what I mean? There's been plenty of times when we've been told one thing and, you know, another thing happens. It might depend on how much money the film takes in the end. So, yeah, you can see. But, uh, some more piano dreams, right? John Wick 4 people, we've been waiting for it, right? We've been waiting for it, and you know, the word was 27th of May next year was when it was going to drop. Unfortunately, people, that is right? So, Lionsgate have made the decision to push the film. Right, they're pushing the film back 10 months, so it will now drop on the 24th of March 2023. Uh, I, it is definitely a shame. Now, I mean, a lot of it was to do with just giving them the enough time to finish the video. Right, and I kind of feel 
in Brian, we can do trucks. You know what I mean? He's done some really good stuff. Right? He helped Usher in um, Star Trek. Uh, he did Hannibal in the Trinidad. You know what I mean? So, yeah. He's taking reins. And, you know, in talking about him, he's saying that he wants to, you know, keep his joy to the book than the right? So uh, I think they're doing that. And then just playing on the relationship of this demonic car and, um, you know, the owner of the car. Right? So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Now, they're not trying to update the time. It's still going to be set in the 70s. So, you know, could well be interesting. Could well be interesting. Right? So, um, yeah, HBO Max, right? They, a lot of the big films from performers this year dropped on HBO Max and they have revealed um, you know, uh, some of the stuff that's coming um, you know, next year. Actually, no. We're going to say fuck it now because it's so we will hit you with this, right? Because hey, it's not really as I say, it's not really a shot. But Spider-Man is now the biggest film of 2021. Right? I, I kind of felt the just the anticipation. I remember when the trailer right? Biggest smash and as of last Wednesday, uh, last Wednesday, or this Wednesday, well, last Wednesday, Wednesday this week, yeah, that's how you say it, right? Last Wednesday, yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, the film has made 813. Point nine dollars. Me, that's me. million, which is huge. That's worldwide. And so, yeah, there was still Thursday today. You know what I mean? So, it's definitely made in Right, so it is cleared No Time to Die, which was, you know, the, the, um, the other biggest film of the year. Well, it's one of them anyway. Now, <laughs> two, there's two films that are ahead of us. They've become Chinese but, you know, they, you know how the Chinese play, right? So, um, yeah, if we believe these things, you know, but it is looking that Spider-Man will top both of these films. Now, when you also think, right, so domestically in the States, it hit $356 million. Right. Now the crazy thing is the film that was is second to that is another Marvel film, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, twenty-four million. Right, which is pretty sick. You know what I Pretty sick. And I also feel it it, it, it speaks to all these dumb dumbs who have been saying cinema is dead. Right? Now, if the film garners the interest, people will come. Right? So, it, like, if you work to a big franchise like you know, Shang-Chi Spider Man, but also, you've got to sell the film, right? You've got to build that anticipation, that, that interest. And that's what happened with these films, people. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. When people try and tell you cinema is dead, 
I didn't tell them they're a dumb dumb and hit them in the face. No harm. You don't have to knock them out. It's a little slap slap. You hear me? It's a big retard. Yeah. But people, that is it. We are done. Okay. So enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy that food. You know what I mean? The spread. And um, yeah. Show love to your people. Alright? So uh, until next week. Okay.